Hello and welcome back to the Ultimate Sports Fans Podcast, a podcast for sports fans made by sports fans. And in today's episode, we are going to be breaking down my March Madness bracket. Yes, it's finally that time of year again. It is finally March. And I've been counting down since January, it seems, for for March Madness. So I'm very excited uh, to finally be filling out this bracket. Um, also, I'm going to have more rundowns from each day of college, uh, the College Basketball March Madness. I'm going to be saying which games I got right and wrong at the end of every day and breaking down some of the major upsets. Um, so without further ado, we're going to move on to the West region, which is one seed is Gonzaga. Gonzaga will be playing either Norfolk State or Appalachian State. Some people wanted Appalachian State to play Michigan, of course, with that football upset, but playing Gonzaga, everybody knows Gonzaga's just going to Uh, easily get to the second round so there you go Gonzaga moving on then Oklahoma versus Missouri and Oklahoma is one for their last five and um Missouri is also very cold however uh they are a little bit on a better role they won a game against Florida recently and they won a legitimate game in the in the SEC tournament beating uh uh, Georgia, and the thing that's kind of crazy about this 8-9 matchup is both of these teams were in the top 16 in the committee's first original top 16 list, and they've both been very inconsistent, showing how flawed they are and moving down to this 8-9 game. Uh, both of them have good wins, but I'm going to side with Missouri in this one because while Oklahoma also has good wins, I like Mizzou's wins over uh, Illinois, Arkansas, and Bama. And I think I think I just think that Oklahoma is a little just they're just I think they're farther down than Mizzou right now. Oklahoma had a terrible game against Kansas. They came back a little bit in that Big Twelve tournament game, but they they got in a huge hole early on in that game, and it, that's the game was really over. Oklahoma offered little resistance, so I'm gonna go with Missouri. Although I could see how you could go with Oklahoma to toss up with the eight nine. Anyway, next up we got the five twelve matchup between Creighton and UCSB. And um Creighton, of course everybody knows what's been going on with their uh, coaching situation and their sus- uh, them suspending their head coach. So I don't really like the overall um mood in that locker room. Uh, so that's why I'm picking UCSB because they have won 18 of their last 19 and their 69th at Kempom and 66 in offensive efficiency at Kempom. Also, I feel like UCSB, um, kind of like the UC Irvine from two years ago from their conference, and I have and I picked UC Irvine to beat uh, I think at Kansas State those couple years ago, and they um, actually ended up working out, so I'm going to pick UCSB in this game. Although, I could see if Marcus uh, Zagorowski for Creighton, he's the star of this game that could really just help Creighton beat UCSB. Uh, If he goes off for like 30 points or something crazy, I could see Creighton winning, but USCB into my second round. Now, the next game is interesting because it's Virginia, the four seed versus 13 seed Ohio and um, Virginia won't even arrive 
in Indianapolis till Friday night because of COVID. Um, so I like they're they're not gonna have that many practices. Like some teams, obviously, like Baylor, um, they were slow and sluggish. They were missing a lot of their three pointers short. Um, when they came off of COVID, and I feel like it's going to be a really big issue for Virginia. Uh, I think, like I've heard some coaches said that the first couple of practices they just try to have stretches. So, like Rick Pitino when Iona was on COVID pause, he was just he just had his team do stretches and stretch out for like the first five days because of how um, rusty they got after being on COVID pause. Plus, Ohio is a very good 13 seed. They have a um, NBA prospect on their roster, and Preston, who's a guard, and he had 30 points against Illinois earlier this year, showing that he is not afraid of the bigger matchup. So that's why I'm going to take Ohio. I just think that they're going to be able to beat Virginia. Um, with Virginia being on pause. So that will set up a Ohio-UCSB round of 32 game. And then also I just want to say one interesting note on Ohio is that they have a sharpshooter, Bennett Vanderplas, um, and he's actually named after Virginia head coach Tony Bennett. Um, Bennett Vanderplas's father played with Tony Bennett at Green Bay like really long time ago and um, even before – Tony Bennett got into the national radar with Clay Thompson. And uh, so that's one, that's one interesting note that you'll definitely hear during the, the broadcast. Um, next, we have the 6-11 matchup. And the playing game is Wichita State versus Drake. And I actually have Drake winning that because Shaquan Hemphill is going to return he has had a foot injury, and he's been out since February, and he's Drake's best player. I think um, that that would just propel them to get out the first four. However, I have USC beating Drake um, in the first round. I have uh, USC. Evan Mobley is just – he's a top five NBA prospect, and I think USC I, – I plan on having USC go pretty far in this tournament. So I think they'll get by Drake. Also, they have quality wins against other teams in their conference um, with wins against UCLA and Oregon. In the next matchup, it's number three-seeded Kansas versus number 14-seeded Eastern Washington. And Kansas has had COVID issues, and they will arrive without Wilson, McCormick, and Arunra. So, that I think that the fact that they're not going to be able to have, especially Wilson, for the first game, um, of March first weekend of March Madness, I think that might come uh, back to bite them in their next game. But I feel like they're still just too talented to get knocked off by Eastern Washington, who won the Big Sky Tournament. So, I think uh, I'm going to move Kansas on to the next round. Next in the 7-10, we have Oregon versus VCU. And VCU lost in the Atlantic 10 Championship game, the St. Bonaventure. Um, but they are a very good defensive team, and they're 12th in defensive efficiency at Kempom. However, I think uh, Oregon is actually very underrated. 
out of um, the Pac-12. I feel like their seed line is warranted a seven. I feel like that's fair because their resume isn't that great, but I feel like their talent is pretty good. So um, I have the Pac-12 regular season champions and winners of their of 11 of their last 13 games. Um, moving on. So in the final matchup of the Western Regional, we have Iowa versus Grand Canyon. Uh, of course, Iowa has Luca Garza, and their offensive efficiency is two at Kempom. We all know what they can do. One of the best offensive teams in the nation. That's why they're a two seed. Um, so I think they're going to be able to roll over Grand Canyon. But one note on Grand Canyon is that uh, Bryce Drew is the head coach there. He is formerly at Vanderbilt. And Scott Drew is at Baylor. So both the Drew brothers will be coaching in this tournament. Um, so my set, my round of 32 matchups are Gonzaga, Missouri, UCSB, Ohio, USC, Kansas, and Oregon, Iowa. And one thing I just wanted to note as I'm looking at this is that Gonzaga has already played all the top teams in his regional. Um, Gonzaga beat Kansas and Iowa by double digits already earlier this year, which kind of stinks because you're not going to be able to see them play against a wider selection of teams you're just going to see them play teams they already beat and they already played Virginia which would be their sweet 16 matchup if there's no upsets so that's kind of just something I didn't like about this west regional um it's it's west regional is always not that great because um there's just not as many great teams out west um and I feel like this year they had the opportunity to really mix it up. You know, maybe they put a, could have put Gonzaga with an Ohio State or a Houston or an Alabama. You know, have a good, a really good Elite Eight Sweet 16 game. But I guess we're just going to see Gonzaga probably roll through this um, bracket, which is kind of foreshadowing for what I have put up. But next Anyway, we have uh, Gonzaga versus Missouri, and this is just going to be Gonzaga. They're going to be a double-digit favorite in the round of 32, and I have them beating Missouri. While Missouri has beaten some good teams, I just think Gonzaga is going to pull through. Then we have a great, great double-digit matchup between UCSB and Ohio, and I think that UCSB is going to win I think Ohio might just get through because of the fact that Virginia has COVID. So UCSB I have moving on. Then USC versus Kansas. This is where I think COVID really catches up to Kansas. I feel like Evan Mobley is just too good and that Kansas will be uh, underman and Evan Mobley will just take it to them. Just really wear out Kansas as they won't have any depth. And then I have Iowa beating Oregon. I think Oregon's a great team, but I just feel like Iowa with Luka Garza's just going to be able to score their way onto the Sweet 16. So that's up um, Gonzaga and UCSB and USC and Iowa in my Sweet 16. And I think that Gonzaga is going to have yet another easy game. To this point in my bracket, they would have played now a 16 a 9, and a 12. I don't know if that's actually good for Gonzaga, though. I think that it would do them some good to play better teams, you know. 
Um, so they are really not just getting lazy when it comes to like the final four and that in the elite eight. But um, anyway, also then on the bottom side of my bracket, I have USC losing to Iowa. I think that Evan Mobley is very good, but I feel like Luca Garza might just get him in the foul trouble. And I think that oh, in in the end, the nation's uh, favorite to get National Player of the Year um, will get to the Elite Eight. So then that sets up Gonzaga versus Iowa, and I think Gonzaga's going to win. I just think that that's – I think Drew Timmy could probably take care of Luca Garza really contain him and then from that point on I look and I'm like do I really trust Joe Wieskamp and Bohannon to be able to beat Suggs who is a top three draft pick and Corey Crispert who's a, a lottery pick and that's around I, I just take Gonzaga, uh, take Gonzaga over Iowa so Gonzaga is going to be my first final four team uh, moving on to the east regional the one seed is Michigan, and they will be playing uh, Texas Southern or Mount St. Mary's. And I think that Michigan, even though they have an injury to Isaiah Livers, will win that game. So moving on, I have LSU versus St. Bonaventure. And LSU put up a really good fight against Alabama in the SEC championship game, as Walford had, um, Walford had 30 points for LSU. And he had some uh, really good plays. He has really soft touch um, for LSU. And then St. Bonaventure, obviously, they won the A-10 uh, regular season and tournament championship. And as you might know, Adrian Wojnowski also went to St. Bonaventure. So could there be some magic for the Bonnies in uh, March Madness? Uh, I don't think so. I think LSU has been... Really, really strong lately, and I have LSU winning that game and possibly being an upset to uh, Michigan. Then moving on, we have Colorado versus Georgetown, and I don't really like what I see at Colorado. I think they're kind of like, like the computer numbers are really high on them, but I think that Georgetown is just going to ride the magic they have from the Big East tournament, where, um, which, um, with uh, Ewing and as their coach, and I have Georgetown moving on to the second round. Then we've got Florida State versus UNC Greensboro, and I know UNC Greensboro was a trendy pick coming into the tournament. However, Florida State is just not a very good matchup for them. Florida State, I think, is very, um, very well protected from an early round upset with all their length and defense. Uh, Florida State is actually the tallest team in college basketball, so that's why I just have them not getting upset. So Florida State moving on to play Georgetown. Then we have BYU versus um, MSU or UCLA. And I have Michigan State winning that game. I just think that Michigan State's on such a good run with uh, wins against Ohio State, Illinois, and Michigan down the stretch. So I have Michigan State moving on to play BYU, and then actually have Michigan State beating BYU. Um, it's possible for BYU to win this game and go on a run if they play like they did in the first half of Gonzaga, but I think that that's just not going to be characteristic um, out of BYU. 
So that's why I have Michigan State moving on. I think Tom Izzo is really, he's, I think he's pumped to get into the tournament after people counted him out. So Aaron Henry, I have him also just being that X factor that helps Michigan State move on to the next round. Then we have Texas versus Alvin Christian, and Alvin Christian was in the tournament two years ago, and they lost to Kentucky. Um, and I don't think they're going to win this year either. I have Texas moving on. I think that uh, Jericho Sims is just going to be too much for Alvin Christian, and I have Shaka Smart's Longhorns getting on to the round of 32. And then we have UConn with James Booknight who has um, made UConn a incredible team when he's out on the floor. He was hurt in the middle of the year for UConn, but ever since he got back, um, they're just such a better team. And I think that they actually have a Final Four sleeper potential. Um, so that's why I have them going over Maryland. Maryland has done a great job in what should have been a rebuilding year for the program. Of course, they had uh, Anthony Cohen a couple years ago. And, um, of course, they, they beat Belmont in the last tournament. But I, but I don't have them winning in this uh, 2021 March Madness. So UConn moving on. Then at the 215 matchup, we have Alabama uh, with Nate Oates versus Iona and Rick Pitino. Uh, Alabama's a great three-point te- three team and a matchup that would be really cool. Um, if they're in the same region, but obviously uh, they're probably not going to get both to the championship would be Arkansas versus Alabama in a March Madness game because those teams both love to shoot three-pointers. But uh, anyway, on to, back to Alabama-Iona. I just think that um, I just think that Alabama is just going to be too talented from, for the uh, Rick Pitino's team, even though uh, like Iona – Rick Pitino took Iona from a nine seed in their conference tournament all the way to March Madness, obviously. But I uh, I still have uh, the the magic dying out for Rick Pitino in his first year at Iona. Alabama moves on. Then looking at my second round games, I initially had LSU upsetting Michigan. And if I just had to pick this game straight up, I think that LSU would win in a very close game. I think LSU has just been very, very um, impressive lately, especially with their game against Alabama. And the fact that Michigan is without the the team leader in minutes, Isaiah Livers, is very intriguing for an upset pick. But I just thought about the fact that Michigan probably has the potential to go farther than LSU. And when I'm picking my bracket, I obviously want to pick more potential um, in close games because um, you get more points the later on in your bracket a team uh, advances. So that's why you don't pick 1 verse 16, 2 verse 15, 3 verse 14. It's just not worth it because the 3 seed has so much more potential to rack up more points than that, that 14 seed. So that's what I thought about here. I'm like, LSU... They're probably going to get knocked out in the next round anyway. I think Michigan has more potential to get me more points. So I just kept going with Michigan. Although I could very I could very well change my mind back to LSU. And I would be um, not surprised at all if LSU won that game without Isaiah Livers for Michigan. 
And then um, the team that will play Michigan is Florida State for me. I think that uh, Georgetown had a great run in the Big East Tournament. However, I think Florida State is a very good team in March and that they will prevail. Then we got uh, Texas versus Michigan State. And I have uh, Texas winning this game. I just think that um, Michigan State is just not as talented as they normally are. I know they're getting Imani Bates um, very soon. but um, And I know that Aaron Henry is a great player. But I think that uh, Langford and uh, Rocket Watts have really just not played up to their potential. And I think that Hauser has also been so- somewhat mediocre. So that's why I have Texas winning. I just think that their players are a little bit, they have more talent. So Texas moving on to the Sweet 16. Then I have Alabama beating UConn. And I I just believe a lot in Alabama that if they could catch fire and March, go on a great tourney run with their three-pointers, that they could really beat anybody. So Alabama moving on to the Sweet 16. Then we have Michigan versus Florida State. And this is where I cut off Michigan. I think without Isaiah Livers, they're just going to really struggle. And they already have kind of struggled against uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Illinois this uh, down the stretch. So Florida State moving on. And then Alabama, I have beating Texas. And that's just because Alabama, um, I think they could really get hot during this tournament. So Alabama moving on to play Florida State in the Elite Eight. And that's where I have Alabama moving on. I think that uh, Florida State is a tricky matchup for Alabama with all the length that they have. But uh, I'm going to go with Alabama to be able to ride their hot streak on to the Final Four. Then we're going to look at the South Regional. And I have uh, the Baylor is the one seed. And they've had a little bit of a fall off. But I believe that their four-star guards and Jared Butler... Uh, Teague, uh, Mitchell, and Flagler are going to be able to be, uh, be able to carry the team pretty much in this March Madness run. And uh, I have the Harford. I just 16 seed versus one seed. I, I don't think that's happening. So uh, Baylor moving on. North Carolina versus Wisconsin. Now uh, North Carolina has been on a pretty good run as they've had wins over Virginia Tech. Uh, and Notre Dame in the ter- in their ACC tournament, and they beat Duke and FSU down the stretch. So that's why I have a, a that's that's why I have a good feeling about North Carolina. And then Wisconsin, I do not trust Wisconsin to be able to beat teams that are at their same level or above. Um, they're zero and nine against top twenty-five teams, and they played in a great conference where they got a lot of opportunities. However, they did not beat a single team. They didn't beat a single team higher than them in the standings than the Big Ten in the Big Ten. So I just don't think that they have a good chance of winning such a close game as the eight-nine game. So North Carolina moving on to play Baylor. Next, we have an upset watch as um, Villanova is without Colin Gillespie, and they have not looked very good since he has been out. Uh, And Winthrop has only lost lost one game this entire season. So I think that uh, Winthrop will actually get this upset. I think Villanova just 
is not the same team. So Villanova is going to get eliminated with Winthrop is moving on to the round of 32. Then we have Purdue versus North Texas, and I, I really like this Purdue team. Uh, they have a seven foot four center in Zach Eady and Travion Williams, who is uh, an all-first-team Big Ten um, by the coaches and second-team Big Ten uh, by the media. And I think that their size is really just going to um, come back to bite uh, North Texas. And also, Purdue has very talented freshmen, of course, with Zach Eady and Jaden Ivey, Mason Gillis, Brandon Newman. And also, I just like the job that Matt Painter has done with them to take what should, what people didn't, pe- people didn't really have high expectations for him, but he was able to take Purdue to obviously a four seed in March Madness. And I have them winning a couple games. So then moving on, we have uh, Texas Tech as a 6 seed versus Utah State as an 11. And I know this is a little bit of an upset pick that people are taking, but I just have too much trust in Texas Tech coming out of the Big 12. I think that conference is super good right behind the Big 10. And I think Mac McClung, with uh, his 15 points per game, is going to work some March Madness magic. Although Utah State did make the Mountain West Conference uh, Tournament Championship game, um, I just think that Texas Tech, Mac McClum will on a, uh, in the end prevail. So that leads us to third seed Arkansas versus 14 seed Colgate. And as much as I want to pick a team named after toothpaste, I'm going to have to go with Arkansas and Moses Moody. Uh, he's been a star freshman for Arkansas. And although Texas uh, Colgate, interesting stat about Colgate is that they are eighth in the net because the Patriot League has only played um, non-conference or not non-conference conference games the net rankings are super messed up in that um, conference so Colgate it might actually be a good team but uh with their eighth net ranking I'm gonna have Arkansas move on another thing about this game though is that it's gonna be a really high scoring game it's definitely gonna be a track track meet and um, as a result of this game, I could see like I could see Arkansas winning like 104 to 70, and Colgate just not being able to keep up. But I could also see this game being tied um, in the nine, like in the 90s or the 80s, with a couple minutes left. So, uh, but I have Arkansas winning. Then we have Florida versus Virginia, and of course, Florida lost Keontae Johnson early in the season as he collapsed on the floor. Um, but I think that they're going to be able to uh, beat Virginia Tech even without their star player, obviously, for most of the year. Because Virginia Tech has struggled all year with COVID, and I just think that they're not going to be in a – they're not in a good rhythm. So that's why I have Florida moving on. Then Ohio State versus Oral Rob- Roberts. Um, and both teams are very small as their centers – are six seven for Ohio State with DJ Liddell and six eight for Oral Roberts. Um, I think Dwayne Washington is going to be the difference maker as he scored thirty points in the Big Ten tournament, and I uh, expect him to. Be, he's a microwave scorer, and I expect him to uh, carry that momentum into March Madness. Anyway, moving on to the round of thirty-two, 
In the South Regional, I have a Baylor beating North Carolina. I think that uh, North Carolina just is too inconsistent throughout the year for me to trust in them to be a one seed in Baylor. Moving on, we have Purdue versus Winthrop. And uh, I think this is where Winthrop's run ends. I feel like Purdue is just too talented of a team to lose to Winthrop. Although Winthrop is very, very deep. I just think that all the freshmen for Purdue are going to help them move on to the Sweet 16, which would be the fourth year in a row Purdue made the Sweet 16. Then we have Texas Tech versus Arkansas, and I think Texas Tech was very hyped up early um, in the year this year, but uh, I feel like Arkansas has just really came on uh, with Eric Musselman as their head coach. Of course, uh, Moses Moody. And I have Arkansas moving on to the Sweet 16 for the first time since the 90s. I think there is a stat, and it was like 90 teams have made the Sweet 16 since Arkansas uh, last made it. I read that on a CBS Sports somewhere, I'm pretty sure. And then I have Ohio State beating Florida. I think Florida's a, a solid team, but I just think that without Keontae Johnson, obviously, who they've been out uh pretty much the whole year. I just think that they're not going to be able to match up good enough with Ohio State. And uh, I have them move, um, Florida losing in this game. Also, last bracket, so 2019, I had Florida beating Nevada in a 7-10 and then losing to Michigan, and that's what's happened. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll run a little bit of uh, the same thing this year. So, Ohio State moving on. Then, in my Sweet 16, I have... Okay, this is a little bit of an uh, going out on a limb pick, but I feel like Baylor just hasn't been the same team. They've lost to Oklahoma State now, and um, they've lost to Kansas. Two losses on the year. They obviously shown that they're not invincible anymore. I have Purdue moving on to the Elite Eight, and I have Ohio State beating Arkansas. So a Big Ten powers collide. And then I have a rematch of a Big Ten tournament game and Ohio State winning. So Ohio State is going to my final four. Then the last region is the Midwest region. Obviously, the one seed is Illinois. And Illinois is playing uh, amazing right now. Uh, I call Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn Batman and Robin with uh, Io's new face mask. I think uh, this should be pretty much a, a, like a 20, 30-point blowout for Illinois. So Illinois is moving on. Now we got an interesting matchup. Loyola-Chicago versus Georgia Tech. Great 8-9 first-round matchup. Uh, of course, with Loyola-Chicago, you have uh, Cameron Krutwig, who has been amazing his career at uh, Loyola-Chicago. Of course, he made it. He was on that Final Four team. And... Uh, Georgia Tech just won the ACC tournament at their coach, Josh Passner, uh, and their ACC player of the year was actually from Georgia Tech, who is uh, Moses Wright. Um, but I feel like Loyola Chicago, the magic of the sister Jean, who I just heard today, will be in Indianapolis in person. So it, that might sway some things. Uh, we'll go Loyola Chicago with the uh, in-state matchup in the round of 32 between them and Illinois. Anyway, 5-seed Tennessee versus 12-seed Oregon State. Of course, Oregon State was a bid stealer, but Tennessee, they were 
really hyped up earlier this year, and they're uh, a top 10 team at some points during the season. But I feel like um, as they they also have uh, gone down the the ladder, uh, gone on a skid. They're kind of like they're kind of like a, a how North Carolina started the season now. I just don't I don't have that much faith in Tennessee, but I'm gonna pick them to win this game. So uh, Tennessee moving on. Oregon State it was a great run in the Pac-12 tournament, but they're gone. Uh, four seed Oklahoma versus thirteen seed. Uh, four seed Oklahoma State versus thirteen seed Liberty, and I just think that Oklahoma State they're gonna be mad that they didn't get a three seed. They were actually closer to a five seed than a three seed in the committee's eyes, which is kind of crazy since one of the three seeds was uh, West Virginia, who they literally just beat twice at the end of the season. So I don't really get how they're not a three seed. However, at least during the tournament, as they had some of the NCA rule violation that has uh, yet to go cur- uh, totally under investigation. As um, there's actually people that believe that they might not have been able to play in this March Madness. So at least we get Cade Cunningham in March Madness when we don't have Duke, when we don't have Kentucky, all those powerhouses, those blue bloods. So, um Although Liberty is a good squad, as they won yet another A-Sun tournament, I have uh, Oklahoma State winning that game fairly easily. And uh, the sixth seed is San Diego State versus 11 seed Syracuse. And a lot of people were surprised that Syracuse um, didn't have to play in the first four, uh, let alone that they got into the March Madness. Some people thought maybe Louisville could uh, go in instead. But here they are. They get a first round or first four bye, and they're playing San Diego State. However, I think that San Diego State is going to want some revenge, at least a little bit of revenge in this March Madness. They could have won the whole thing in 2020, and they were set up to be a one seed. But that is all taken away from them with COVID, obviously. So I have Matt Mitchell um, and the Mountain West Tournament and regular season champs moving on. Past Syracuse. Then we have three seed West Virginia versus 14 seed Moorhead State. And of course, uh, 10 years ago, um, Moorhead State was able to beat uh, Louisville and Rick Pitino with uh, Kenneth Fareed. Um, and I think this game could be very close because um, jo- uh, John a- Johnny Broom is a great freshman for Moorhead State that's really come on down the stretch and was really good um, in the OVC tournament as they beat uh, potential at-large case Belmont, which ended up not making March Madness, but that was a very impressive blowout win for Moorhead State. However, I think that West Virginia's coaching and Bob Huggins, well, uh, and all their experience will allow them to move on to the next round. Then we have seven-seed Clemson who is 20th in defensive efficiency at Kempom versus 10-seeded Rutgers, who is in their first March Madness appearance since 1991. And I think that our Rutgers is going to move on with the with the senior leader, Geo Baker. Um, now, I, I'm a Big Ten fan, and I've been watching Geo Baker through the years a lot. Not a Rutgers fan, but a Big Ten fan. 
and um, Gio Baker, ever since he was a freshman, and he went on a, a little, not that deep of a tournament run, but a little bit of a tournament run with Rutgers, who was, supposed, who was the worst team that year. I was like, man, Gio Baker, he's going to be a star. And he, while he necessarily hasn't been that 20-point-per-game star, he's definitely been the senior leader that Rutgers has needed. Obviously, Rutgers was going to make it to March Madness um, last year. I'm just so happy that they didn't blow it down the stretch and that they will be in March Madness for the first time in, like, 29 years. Anyway, I got Rutgers taking that um, that chip on their shoulder, and I have them beating Clemson and moving on to the next round. Then we have two-seeded Houston versus 15-seeded Cleveland State. And I believe that Houston is going to win this game. I don't think that that will be necessarily the biggest story of this game. It will be more that Houston's coach, Calvin Sampson, who was fired from Indiana uh, all those years ago, and now what perfect timing for him to make his return to Assembly Hall as he's a two-seed in March Madness, and Indiana is not even in the tournament. And put the cherry on top, Indiana has just fired another head coach in Archie Miller. I got um, Calvin Sampson, Cougars going on to the next round. So uh, round of 32 games is Illinois versus Loyola Chicago. And as much as I think Loyola Chicago is a really good team, I think they uh, it's just unfair that they're an eight seed. I don't think that they're going to be able to beat this Illinois, hot Illinois team. Uh, so I have Illinois moving on. I just think that they're too talented for Loyola Chicago. And then I have Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State easily beating Tennessee. Tennessee was a good team at the beginning of the year, in Oklahoma, but Oklahoma State is a good team now. So that's why I have Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State moving on. And then I have uh, West Virginia beating San Diego State, but I could very well see this going uh, either way. I think San Diego State is a good team, good defensive team in the Mountain West. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just don't trust West Virginia, Virginia that much. They've had close games against Baylor, but they've also had a lot of tight losses in the Big 12. Too many losses, though. So uh, for me to really fully trust in them, but I'm, I'm still going to have them moving on to the Sweet 16. Then it's the final second round matchup. This is where Rutgers magic ends. Kind of like that Northwestern magic ended in the second round uh, in 2017. I have Rutgers losing to Houston. I think that Houston is a really good defensive team. And I feel like they're ready to make a run. After uh, losing to Kentucky and Tyler Hero in the last March Madness. So that leads us to the Sweet 16 matchups, and I have Illinois beating Oklahoma State. I thought about before Selection Sunday possibly how I might have Oklahoma State making it to the Final Four with Cade Cunningham if they got especially that Michigan draw. However, I just thought that um, Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn are going to be too much for Cade Cunningham and likely, so Illinois moving on to the final four. And then I have, or not to the final four, to the Elite Eight. Then I have Houston versus West Virginia, and this is where my trust in West Virginia just totally goes down the drain. I think that Houston is a very good team. 
They're very experienced, and I have them moving on to the Elite Eight. But then I have them losing to Illinois. I just think that Illinois is on such a good tear recently that they'll be able to carry all the momentum from the Big Ten tournament, which was also in Indianapolis, to the Final Four at Lucas Oil. And finally, I have uh, my Final Four matchups. I think that uh, Alabama, I have Alabama and Gonzaga in one Final Four, and Illinois and Ohio State in a Big Ten uh, tournament rematch in the other Final Four. And I think that Alabama is going to be able to really outscore Gonzaga. I think that they're just, uh, they're going to play good enough defense against Gonzaga. I feel like Gonzaga will be a little rusty as they haven't had to, um, had that many close games or games where they seriously had to question themselves. Um, they played a 16, a 9, and a 12 before they played Iowa. And I think the fact that they already played and beat Iowa pretty handily will still make them feel just too confident, and that's where I have Alabama. You know, to a really fast start, shooting all those threes, making it to the national title game. And then in the other final four, I have Illinois versus Ohio State, and of course I have Illinois winning that game. I think that they're going to repeat what they did in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Iota Sumo, Kofi Coburn, 20 and 17 points respectively for each of them. I think Batman... Um, with Illinois, we'll be able to move on. And I also have them winning the national championship game. I have uh, Illinois beating Alabama. I think it's going to be a really high-scoring, really close game. But uh, I have Brad Underwood's squad beating uh, Nate Oates' squad. 88-85. Um, um, I think that Herb Jones is a really good player and that Alabama, the SEC champions, and both the regular season and the tournament are very good team, obviously, that I have them moving to the national championship game, but I think Illinois will pull that one out. So, just to remind everyone, after every single night of action of the March Madness tournament, I will be doing um, a recap of the day. So don't expect that much of other sports, although I might put out a quick podcast um, sometime this week or a weekend about NFL free agency. But anyway, until next time, see ya.